Welcome to episode 35 of the Lesson Made Podcast. I'm your host, Les, and I don't want to have too long of an intro, but just giving you an idea of what I've been up to. I've been working on my garden, I'm doing outside stuff as the cold weather is gone and the warm, beautiful Maine summertime fun will begin. So on this episode... Crystal Gypsy joins me again, and we talk about mental health, a little bit about the history and how it has evolved over the centuries. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode and my conversation with... Alright, this is the Lessons Made Podcast. I'm your host, Les. Again, I have this fellow featured guest, and maybe she'd be a co-host, but... uh. Gypsy is back with us again, and we're going to talk about mental health, so... Ooh, serious topic. Yeah, serious, serious topic. topic, woo! I-, I wanted to title this one, Mental Health, It's Okay to Say I'm Not Okay, because a lot of times, we always want to hide with a smiling face. We always want to sit there and put on a perfect face on social media, because it feels like we either have to be perfect or if we're not perfect, we're drama. We're nothing but drama all the time. And I feel like life is not this black or white. There are many, many, many of us that go through battles in our heads daily. Um, Leslie brought up a good, a good topic about him wanting to know about mental health of women, which I find that very open-minded of him that he he as a man can say hey I don't know everything I don't know how women feel I don't know how they feel but but I'm willing to listen just as I as a woman am willing to listen to what he feels about mental health yeah because yeah I'm gonna say uh, oh just I'm not like a big fan of going to a therapist and spending money on them trying to tell me can I always feel like therapists for the most part want to tell me what I want to hear or whatever you know you know so to speak or just try to analyze everything I say and I agree with you I have been to a therapist myself and for the long when I was in my early 20s their their simple their simple solution was putting me on a bunch of medication really down the road yeah they would they would they would they would uh um write me a prescription and say, here, go, basically, I call it the happy pill, where you're like a zombie of your former self, like, like, I don't want to be on pills, so, no, no, so I, for the longest time, I actually walked away from being, walked away from therapy, because, they, because being on a bunch of pills was not fixing the problem, it was masking it with a band-aid. Yeah, I mean... With me, I I would love to try to talk to someone. I I have been looking just because I'm not saying like I'm have anything bad going on in my life or whatever. But as I've gotten older, I want to you know try to realize why there's there's a few situations I always kind of act kind of a little bit more. I I wouldn't say uh like. Aggressive, like aggressive, probably to say, but I'm not like hurting anyone, not attacking. Just why do I always, you know, have my? Uh, I feel like my temper, uh, my temperament is rising because of these things, and is only on me. And my thing is, therapy is 
even a talk to a therapist, I've seen it's like a hundred dollars, a hundred and fifty dollars, even two hundred dollars a week. Like I don't have that right. kind of money. So well, how do you? I love that you brought that up because I have because I like and and no problem is too small. By the way, like one thing that's hard that I've learned about people is they can't stop thinking. About, sometimes they can't. They're so wrapped into their own problem that they can't think that somebody else might be affected by the problem. So no problem is too small and everybody's every problem that we go through is valid. Like it could just be midlife crisis. Like if you like, let's say you're a college student and for instance, and you're coming out of college and you thought you were going to make a lot of money and you're not finding these jobs you want to find. And you, and you find that you're going into a rut because you're middle age Maybe your friends are making more money than you are. And, and that might not even, it may not even seem like it's a big deal, but for you, it's affecting how you feel. It's affecting your self-esteem and even something as small as that or being, or not having children or, you know, not having children at the right time or think, or, or never getting married or not being in a relationship. We, we, we define ourselves by this because society thinks that we should be like, in this perfect box that we can't always fulfill. Yeah. So any, 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 any problem too small. Yeah. I get, I, I, I'm going to say, yeah. I get what you're saying is, you know, I didn't get married until I was in my thirties. And I know most people either had their first marriage when they were really young or whatever, first marriage. but yeah, I got married in my thirties because I was not going to settle on just anyone, you know. I was on a journey. I was living my life. I wanted to find the best person that was going to, you know, vibe with me or mesh mm -hmm. with me. Bring out the best of me while also not trying to change me, you know. Right. I, I was I, in, my, in my early 20s, I was engaged. I was engaged for two years, and I was supposed to get married, get a house, and I was with somebody for eight years. And I thought they, I thought that was it for me. I thought I was going to settle down. I was on the verge of having a house, um, being in love, going to school. Um, like I thought I was living the dream. And within five minutes of life, that dream changed. Somebody else ended up taking my wife and their baby married three, four years now. And my life, as far as my feelings of relationships haven't changed. Like I have a really weird feeling of relationships. It's funny where experience in life takes you. It can change. Experience can change your whole life. It can change how you feel about a certain situation. Some no. people, maybe, maybe I'll circle back around and maybe somebody will make an honest woman out of me one day. Yeah, and get, get what you're saying about coming out of college. When I went to college and I went to school mm -hmm. for doing like radio and audio work, I was more into the film because right. I, I've been wanting to make movies and do films like my whole life. And I went right. to school for it. I learned it. I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say the program failed me or whatever. They did. Mm -hmm. They even tried to offer me, you know, do internships. But at the time, this in my, my way of thinking of how I wanted to go about my life, I wasn't looking mm -hmm. for any kind of you know, going to work for free for a couple of hours, do a full-time job, yeah. and then, you know, 
have a relationship as well. I also wanted to go out and party, so to speak, go out and have fun. You know, my priorities weren't on getting a job and trying to hone my craft. My priorities were socially. I wanted to hang out with friends. I wanted to go out on adventures and do stuff. And right, which is which is which is what all young people want to do. When you're in your twenties, that's your time to experiment and adventure. Oh, it wasn't um, even my my early twenties. I was like nineteen, twenty years old. I was running around. Yeah. I and I look back at it and this is during a time of like the rise of YouTube. I could have been on the early YouTube and and now it could be just sitting around vlogging all day, making in a couple thousand dollars a week or a month or whatever. But we all didn't know that the YouTube era was going to take off. I mean, now look at me, I'm taking a class on education technology and I'm realizing how much technology keeps taking over the world um, and changing so much that I, that my old self is having a hard time keeping up sometimes. Um, and I, and, and I'm trying to, I'm very much trying to uh, keep up, but I had a hard time putting a project together recently about this, like a little website that I'm still learning because I'm not, I was working in a private school that was like made, that was stuck in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. So That's sitting fun. here looking at all this technology that they're talking about in school systems and and trying to work at a doctorate's degree is just challenging. It's it's a new era of challenge for me right now yeah. that I'm trying so to take look on. Bring, your back, to take, bring yeah. it back around. Mm-hmm. So so when I see people that I graduated with or people my age that I know it kind of in my circle of friends or on the outskirts, they're off you know, making money or, mm-hmm. you know, they're moving around the country, going on trips. Sometimes right. they're starting to get married. And then, you know, as I start getting into my mid-20s, I started working in uh, in the nightclub industry. And instead of being a videographer, I was just doing photography. I picked that up because I'm really yeah. good at, like, visual, I guess, the visual aspect of, you know, film. You know, audio, I'm okay at. I, I can get better at it. I've actually had to, I keep training. But to me, visuals, when it comes to photography, it picked up for me, no problem. It's more natural for me. It, um, visual is always oh, seems a little bit more, less complicated than um, audio is. Yes. Um, I've dibble, yes. dabbled in a lot of stuff myself. Yeah. And it's funny that you bring up old, like, friends from high school and, and since we're talking a little bit about our memories, about mental health, where we are, where we want to be, like what we got going on in our heads, um, I'm going to bring up, I had an old high school friend and um, I dated her brother for a while very recently. And for five years, I tried to like, remember we had a lot of good times as a friend, but I sat here and beat myself up in my head about the fact that she didn't let something go for 20 years. Wow. But she has not to this day. Um, it has become a complication in a certain relationship I had for five years. Yeah, but that and, became, that, and that speaks on your mental health. You're, sorry, I'm over-talking you. I apologize. Mm-hmm, okay. You're but you're, she's holding something in her head for 20 years and then mm-hmm. not letting go. Right, yeah, forgiveness. 
And I mean, that's her battle. That's something that she has to deal with with her battle. She actually, actually saw that she read, she wrote one time that she was only my friend because she was desperate for friends and that she really believes that she's better than me in life. That, wow. she, that I nothing in life to her. Wow. And I mean, that's okay. I mean, if that's yeah, how she yeah. feels, that's how she feels. But, but I, I won't let that devalue me as a human being. But at the same time, it has affected me and my mental health for many years. Yeah. It's, it. I, and it's something that I tried to hide. It's something that I tried to let go. But, you know, I have a, I have a son. I have a son that she's, that she would be an aunt to that she, that I'm surprised she can't let go. So, and I, and I, I don't know how to like what I'm going to do with my son when he gets older on how, how I would explain to him these problems, you know, and, and, and I have had mental lash outs, but I have been looking into therapy and we can talk about this on a different date. Cause I'm not really that private about my life, but I have been looking at, like you were talking about therapy being too expensive, $200 a week. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try virtual therapy. I found a virtual therapist, um, called betterhealth.com and they, they do like, I think if you qualify, it's like $40 a week. It's like one ninety seven for like a couple of sessions for like five or like four weeks or a little bit more than four weeks. I don't know yet. And, and Cause it said, it said, it said for $197, I could do a sessions until August 19th. And maybe a short session would be what I need. Yeah. And I could do a virtual therapist. I can do a text message therapist. I can do a phone therapist. And, and now um, you're, you're bringing up better health. I have looked into them and mm-hmm. just uh, thinking about it, but I don't think I would ever qualify for any kind of financial really qualif- uh, uh, I don't really qualify for it. But it was $65 a week prior, and it was like $200 for like, like two months. It was like it was like cheaper than it would have been for like a physical therapist and person. And, and I'm not saying maybe somebody needs to physically go out there and talk to somebody. Yeah. Me, I'm more private. I would rather do it in my house. I'm too embarrassed to go to physically go somewhere. Well, I have a kid. Sometimes I can't leave the house with my kid, especially yeah. right now. Um, yeah, it's a situation, but you should never be embarrassed about you wanting to get yourself better because I, I know that's why I was going to talk about like the health or the history of mental health because of things yeah, back in the me, day. Educate me. But I do know better health help. I've heard good things about them. Not a lot of bad things. Right. So right. I, I do believe that's a good company and what they're doing is pretty good. So like I said, yeah. I haven't really heard much bad things, if anything about them. So that's a right. good company. They don't sponsor right. me or anything. I'm just saying that I, anything I've looked at or whatever, they're doing good. So yeah, I would so, I would suggest so, you continue with them, trying to work with them. They're, I hear they're good. Yeah, so I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. Sometimes you just need something temporary. Some yeah. people just need something temporary. If you're going through a midlife crisis, or you're going through um, a job change, or, or a career change, or just even a change where you're becoming a single parent, or just any kind of change that can or even the death of a loved one you know i'm dealing with friends who have deaths of loved ones right now yeah and me personally i don't know how to help that person i didn't do good when i lost somebody to cancer so i don't know how to help somebody who is who lost somebody to cancer i don't know how to be the strong person 
sometimes when it comes to that, someone loses. Sometimes you can't help them other than just being there yeah. for them. You know, that's that's a thing. It's like you don't. But know. what if they lash out? What if they lash out on you so bad that you can't handle it? Well, then you know, you, know, you, you also gotta. You then you have to be selfish. You know, what's going on in this world is people. You can only do so much if you're there for a person, and you know. Right. What you, you say they latch out. It's okay to walk away. You know, you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you yeah. can only do so much to where it becomes really bad. Right. And it you, you know, I, not to get too yeah. personal, but it took me a long time to realize that in a marriage, it's not me. It's a partnership. And I have to yeah. realize that. It's, I don't know if it's just me always happen to be the strong one or being a male or whatever. But over the past couple of years, I've just been realizing, like, I don't have to take all this stuff that I feel like only I have to do. I have a, I yeah. have someone that's there to help me do it. We're a partner. I can alleviate some of that stuff. And it just takes me a while to this either realize that or whatever. And I'll tell you what, I've been... It's been making life better and better realizing that sometimes, you know? So, I mean... Yeah. Well, when you're alone, when you're alone, you're doing it by yourself. You yeah, it. yeah. It's and, hard and, to get and out I, of that. And I think that... And I have to take responsibility for that because I've, I've tried to, like, begin my life with somebody anew after, after years of being a single mom and going out there and dating in my 30s. Um, I've had to, I've had to, like, I've noticed that about myself, like, like where you're saying that you're so used to, like, taking on all the weight, you know, yourself. I know that I'm so used to doing everything that letting anything go is hard these days. It's hard to, like, sit there and say, okay, I'm going to give you some of the reins. And I'm, because it's like that, tr you and your wife have built this trust. Yeah. Oh. Whereas of that, that trust is so scary to give somebody after after, you know, years and years of being portrayed or years of years of people changing their minds or, or yeah. just you being more of an observer yeah, and, that you and, get scared. You know, like it's hard to like give somebody that. And when you're so independent, you're so, so independent. Like I'm an independent woman. Yeah. I'm beyond <laughs> an independent woman. So <laughs> yeah, trying to like break that, like, Hey, yeah, baby, I got it. Like, if you're going to buy me dinner, great. Buy me some dinner, buy me some drinks. I'm not like going to stop you. Like, <laughs> But like, if you're, if you're trying to like aggressively move in or you're like, let's get a place together. And I know I couldn't afford it by myself. If you leave me, it gives me anxiety. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous to move out of my independence, out of the shell of my independence, being that I've done that so many times and I end up having to like go to the bottom and work my way up. And you just work so hard to build. And even if you don't have a lot, you just have a little, you worked hard for that little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You, you know? That's yeah. why I was going to say is I know recently uh, I feel like mental health has been brought to the forefront. It's been taken more serious, not just one of those right. hot trust things you want to sweep under the rug. Right. But yeah, back they, in they, 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 they say they said when you talk about the history of it, I remember a time when it was said that, you know, you just fuck up. If you, you know, they're going to put you in a loony bin if you if you show your emotions. So buck up you know, cry by yourself, do everything by yourself and go out there and just deal with life because you can't shut down. And some people, it's not that easy. It's no, not it's that not. easy. 
and that's what I was going to say, back in yeah. the 1800s or so, especially since you being a woman, it wasn't uh, un- unheard of if, you know, a woman started speaking out and standing up for herself and do, uh, and whatever, you know, just mi- trying to get equal rights or be taken serious that her husband or, like, brother or dad just be like, oh, she uh, has hysteria, so they just put you in the loony bin and lock the door, and you're, you know, not seen or heard from for, you know, a lot, uh, for years, sometimes the rest of your life. And back then, they would, they would do cruel punishment. When they yeah, and, and that's what I'm houses. saying, is like, as a wo- asylums is what they called them. Yeah, and as a woman, asylums. you know, I, I feel that I, it's, it's better now, we're all e- equality and everything is per- uh, not, it's I wouldn't still, say perfect, but it's still there. But, you know, back then, so how would you things. feel? How would you yeah. feel as a woman that just happened to you? Like, if, well, how you're able to live your life now and then all of a sudden, uh, your dad or your brother would be like, yo, uh, you know, uh, Gypsy, that, uh, is being all weird. She wants to talk about having rights or whatever. Oh, she's crazy. Put her in a loony bin. You know, how would you feel if that was happening? I don't that- know. People, people come, people think it in, in some, uh, while we're having an honest discussion, people still think, think that I'm loony. <laughs> like, I've had people, I've had men, like, if I explain what I'm going through, if I, if I say I've had hormones or I'm, like, going through something emotional, and sometimes people forget women are very emotional creatures, meaning that I've dated women a lot. I have more understanding of women than men. And then versus dating men, it's like it's harder to deal with those, their their emotions because I don't understand their emotions and the whole man code and all that. I don't understand that. But I understand what it feels like to be a woman and talk, trying to talk to a man about my feelings or if I'm going through something emotionally traumatizing, you know, Um they they don't look at it like oh it's no big deal like it could be as simple as taking birth control and the hormones that birth control cause you and and how unhealthy birth control really is because when you're on birth control it can de- it can de- destroy it can destroy your cervix it can uh, my mom's cervix got destroyed after 20 years of birth control wow. so like so for instance a man will be like well just go on birth control for sex and we don't have to use a condom and everything will be okay. Well, one birth control isn't hundred percent effective and two, it really fucks with your hormones and makes you crazy. And I've put, I've put myself in those situations more in my thirties than my twenties. And, and I've been told I'm crazy. I'm, I've been told that I'm crazy because going on them, coming off of them, it's like a really weird high. It's like yeah, a really I, weird balance of hormones. And some men might understand it. Some men don't. They're well, like, they don't, they think it's just a pill that you take. Yeah, and it's I, not just a pill. It's like, it's just like, it's just like with going back to having a therapist, they give you what they call their happy pill or whatever they give you, like Xanax or, or Zoloft or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it has these deep side effects that, fuck, that, that, that really take away the essence of yourself. So me, I have been off of, off of pills for years and I still feel the mental effects Jeez. of what it was like to be on a pill like a Zoloft or a Xanax or whatever else they put me on. They put me on a bunch of things. And I guess that the thing is, is that men and women are different when it comes to the way they, they process their emotions or, or whatever. Like women, 
I'm, I'm generalizing here. I'm not saying all women do this, do that. Just no. Very generalizing. Okay. Women like to talk and, you know, about their feelings and be all in their mo- Men, you know, especially me, like, if I get frustrated or, you know, if we have, if I have, like, a, a disagreement with another man or whatever, usually, like, mo- most of the time, men can go out there and, you know, beat each other up, get out their aggression, their frustration, they feel like they, you know, they got their man card or their alphaness or, you know, their male ego is good, and then we move on. Women... And that's the thing, that's the thing I don't understand is the, uh, the ego, the, the alpha male, the this, the that, the, the leader of the pack, the followers. I don't understand all that. I had a man tell me he was the alpha male. I don't understand what the fuck that means. I don't understand what that means. I'm sorry. But, well, it's, it, it can mean a lot of things. Like with me, I just know that <laughs> I, I, I feel as, as history has, I just want to provide for my family Mm-hmm. And make sure that we're protected. That's all I, that, that's all it really is, you know, but learning, like you're talking about, uh, you know, birth control and hormone. I, I don't understand any of that, but I'm learning about it. And this broadening my understanding, the same as I'm pretty simple. I just like to, I, I, I like people. I like to go out and socialize and, I don't mind doing mundane things. I don't need to go out and do craziness or whatever. I've done all that and it's out of my system now. I just play video games, go on little, you know, weekend trips with the with the wife. Sometimes we bring the dog. And, you know, I, every now and then, I past couple of years, like if I can get a photo shoot, I go on a little photo shoot adventure for an afternoon, you know? <laughs> like, I don't right, really do right. anything crazy and I, and I like the simplicity of that simplicity in your 30s definitely is something that we acquire like I acquire my silence sometimes I acquire once I get back to where like I need to be at mentally because right now I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I am not okay right now but it doesn't but me admitting that I'm okay doesn't mean I want to hurt myself or do any of that but it doesn't mean that I'm happy it doesn't mean that I'm I just have a lot going on that 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 happens at one time and it crushes and it crushes. And if I have a lot going on at one time, I do feel crushed. And I do I do tend to step away from social media or step away from talking or I might even write something on social media and then delete it later because <laughs> because because you have to have this illusion that you're happy all the time. No, and you're this and you're that. No. And one thing I'm not is I make mistakes. I get aggressive. I get upset and I, and I react in the moment. And those are definitely personality traits I have. And yeah. maybe, maybe talking to somebody will help, you know? Yeah. And, and it will help. And it will, I don't, um, you know, let's, let's say like you have like a mental outburst of anger or whatever, but it's not violent. It's not physical. It just, never. You're, you're yelling. Just, and, and sometimes that's all you need to do just to get it out and get past the moment. Well, and then it's always, I, it's always easier to apologize, you know, because I, I do that from time to time, and I'll be like, "Hey, you know what? Yeah. That was on me, and I'm sorry." You know, it, yeah. and if, but I, I feel that there are certain people, especially younger people, that have some kind of trauma or something goes on, and they can't get past it. They make that their whole identity, and it's not good. The thing is, is the thing is, is sometimes people really carry that into like, like. 
the situation I was telling you about. Yeah, with your they friend. Carry, and that's they not carry, good. <laughs> they carry that. Yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, I, that, I'm not going to judge her for that. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to bash yeah, anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, people carry things. And they never let stuff go. And they hold on to things. And, and you know, I used to watch those TV shows where those old people would be, like, yelling at each other and then oh like sister and a brother didn't talk for 20 years over a dog or something like <laughs> yeah. the shows. and it's like it's based on something that really happens like yeah who knows if in my 70s you know i make up with this person because of my son or yeah. you know but 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 even if that happened we wasted all that time and and and, and even though that person says certain things that that make them feel better they don't realize the the trauma that they put on their sibling their friends their family people who that really does traumatize outside of that situation and sometimes i feel like i i I, i'm not allowed to say nothing i'm not allowed to be loud about my feelings i'm if i'm that i'm narcissistic if i talk about myself and talking about yourself doesn't necessarily make you narcissistic it makes you human yeah and I get yeah. so tired of these cops about narcissism and empath and all this. I, I, I don't know too much about it. I know that we both might have a little bit of both. I know people can be more self-absorbed than others and can truly be selfish. I, I also blame that on, uh, with everything going on uh, social media, want to be an influencer, stuff like that. Sometimes I feel, mm-hmm. and I'm like I said, you know, not everyone, you know, like you, and then you even say there's that facade that people have to put on the perfect family or whatever. I I try not to do that. I used to, with social media, I'm a little bit more just kind of like slow down with it. And I have I have a little bit more fun with it. I just try to be spontaneously funny or, you know, if a friend needs me to like push a post for them or something, I do that. But I don't post as much as I used to. And I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me. I'm still around. I still use it to communicate with a lot of people, but there I've recently have left certain groups I've been part of and just, and and, you know, some people are like, Oh, why don't you explain why? I'm like, I don't want to explain. Reason being is it has nothing to do with anybody else, but me. I'm doing it for me. I don't want to call anyone out. I don't want to open up a can of worms when it's just, my, uh, how I want to do nothing else. It's not like anyone did right. anything wrong or whatever. I'm just doing it for myself. And I don't need to bring right. that attention on myself. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and going back into the history, uh, we could talk is, you know, say in the early 1900s or the 20th century, you have people with like autism, Down syndrome, you know, they they didn't do anything. Parents didn't do anything. Doctors didn't do anything. They just put them in a mental institution and forgot about them. You know, mm-hmm. but now nowadays with so many advancements, like the autism has a whole spectrum. You know, to severe to the very severe cases, to people that are literally can be you know, productive members of society and live a normal life, you're just a little, you know, mentally, they, they, they're different than uh, the consensus of what they call normal range. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've met tons of 
people that I would say could be on the spectrum. They're, you know, they're maybe they're a little it's socially nice. awkward yeah. or whatever, but they're good people. You you kind of make friends with them and, and get on that. And <laughs> I just think that I just think that the only problem with 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 that is definitely not a perfect system. No, and it's definitely a system that I think they. I think they're ready to, I, I think that when it comes to little babies and kids, I think that they, that they, that they want to like catch things so early that they put these pedestals and they get these doctors in your face and they put, they put these pedestals on and they try to put these kids on high, you know, pedestals of what they need to be. If they're not hitting the levels, what they need to be, Oh, we're going to spank them with autism. <laughs> And I don't, and I think that that's a little harsh. Yeah, it is. It is too I'm, much. It should take, it should take a lot more research and, you know, not getting people the help they need, but kind of like two, I think two years old is a little too early to start telling your kid that, oh, if they're not talking by two and a half, there, there's something wrong with your kid. <laughs> like that, that is something I've been dealing with. And it's kind of uh, relating to my mental health that, yeah, my son isn't talking at at two and a half. But he's making this out. He's trying to talk and he's trying and he, every day he does a little bit better, but he's not on the spectrum of life of where they say, well, if he's not here, then there's something wrong with your kid. There's, and I really, I don't think there's so, nothing wrong with that little bugger. He's, he's a good, good kid. He's always happy. He's trying. I, I've heard of him, you know, he's not, it's not like he doesn't respond to you. You know, he's, he's a good kid. He understands kid. what I'm saying. Yeah. He just, I mean, he does, he needs some, some steps. Does he need some like there's certain things because he's been in and out of school Yeah, being that, you know, cause kids get, get sick, you get them in, they get out, yeah. you know, the first couple of years, you know, like they're building their immunity. And my son, I had to pull him out of school again cause he was getting sick all the time. So we're like out of school for the moment until he gets closer to three and they're pushing disability on him. And he just, cause he's not, there's certain things he's not, he needs help feeding himself. He needs help. But then when we teach him a lesson, he learns it fast, you know, yeah. so I just kind of sort of blame myself as a mother. Sometimes. Nah, you can't but blame I yourself. I doctors. Don't blame yourself. Right You're doing the best yeah. you can. It's just the way it is. I bet you once yeah. you start talking, he won't, he won't ever be quiet again. <laughs> yeah, well, right now he, I mean, he talks, he says words, like he said bye to the lady the other day. Um, he, he says hi. He says a couple words. He says, wow. He says go outside and he says little things here and so there but they're so, so he is talking so i don't understand why, why you're putting all this just, pressure you know you're, yeah he's, he's not saying enough words for them he's supposed to have more than he's supposed to have like 50 words at one and he's supposed to do this at two and he you know and he's just he's talking he's but, he's and he's trying to form language and when he's upset he tells me when he's upset he, he's he's affectionate he's he's he tells me what's wrong he just got a lot of energy, but most kids do. <laughs> yeah, most, most kids are most like a wind-up toy. They just go. Most little yeah. boys do. Yeah, but don't don't sit there and feel like you, you know, you're well, anything bad. That's what these doctors coming in my face make me feel like. They yeah, do. I, I, and I do. and I'm, I, I'm not the only woman who feels this way. I'm yeah. not the only woman who has gone through this and feels like these doctors get in your face. You go to ask for help. They get in your face and they make me. They make you feel like they're judging you as a parent. Like I hate going to his pediatrician because she's very rude and mean. <laughs> like so, I, I, I. These are like daily struggles that I like. I, I deal with and I 
keep to myself, but low key, I, I don't like his doctor. I don't like his doctor. I, 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 you know, his, his therapist is okay. And I, and it's like, I've hated every one of his teachers he's had so far because like the last time when we were in school, he was left by himself. He was left by himself and I made the choice. To okay. School. Okay. Let, let, let's not get into where we're talking about mental health. Uh, you're, I know it you're is part of, it's, it's all part of mental health because all of this has brought me to where I'm at now as a single mom and as somebody who is not okay. It's, yeah. I'm not okay. I'm doing it 24 seven. And I never, I never talk about it a lot, but I'm not okay. And, 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 and that's what I'm saying today is that it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to say that you're not okay on a lot of different, whatever you're going through in life, it's okay to be like, Hey, I'm not okay right now. But just know that as long as you know, you can get yourself out of it or you know that everything in life is temporary and things will be okay one day. I look, I look at it like this, especially with you. You are, you are working towards it. You're not letting it just stop you. You're not letting it consume your life. You're trying to push forward and do more. That's what I feel like. If we're going to give anyone a message and they hear this and they want to hear something positive, mental health, yes, get the help you need, but continue to try to move forward. If you're trying right. to get to a place, you're going to have some drawback. You're going to have something that's going to... That's just part of life. Yeah, triggering you. But if you keep moving forward and you keep trying to do better and, you know, with, with yourself, the people around you... If you're attempting to do better and you're and you are getting better and you're moving forward, people are gonna sit there and wanna help you. But if you just wanna sit there and just dwell in your mental anguish, you know people are gonna be there, but they're gonna slowly start disappearing because they don't wanna deal with it. So I don't want anyone to fall into that. I'm not saying that the there's always help for anyone who wants to reach out there, especially nowadays with mental health getting better understanding but like more and more digital yeah and like you're saying every way you can do it you can I, go physically you can do it viva viva video chat you can do it even even text message your feelings yeah like, yeah there, that's what i heard many different yeah you could text message your feelings at this point like so if you don't feel like talking to somebody but you want to vent or you want to you want to get some solutions and maybe text messaging is better for you there's many ways so it, it's always it's always good to get the uh help you need for sure yeah, yeah so getting back in the history back in the day they used to not focus on it they, they didn't take it serious they're just like oh there's something wrong with you 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 have the devil in you and send them off now they're they'll help you with things is, is the system perfect no is it better than it was say 20 30 40 50 years ago oh yes it is but it's not perfect and i i'm I feel that they're getting better at it, but I better at it. But I don't know. I wish you. I think one day it would get Systems even better than what it perfect. is today. You know, systems aren't perfect. You have to figure out what's best for yourself. Yep. And, and keep pushing forward. Everything always um, gets better. Yeah. Yeah. I I can tell you this. Um. Uh. This in the past couple of years, I've been getting better and better and. You know, with the the job market's a little volatile, it took me a while to find a place that I can land and where I'm at, and I'm happy where I'm at, and, you know, and that, that, that's, yeah. all, and that, that's, that's all you can ask for right now. For, that's a subject for another day. The <laughs> new um, the new adventures of this generation and, the, and job hopping. 
Oh God, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll close it off here. Uh, the I've had a great conversation with you. Thank you for being on. Is there anything you want to say before we cut off here? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say everything that I said is real. Everything that I go through is real. I'm a real person and we all go through things and it's okay. If you're going through the same thing I'm going through, um, it's okay. It gets better. I've had women and I talk about being a single mother and how hard it can be. And, um, and that it's okay to not be okay in a moment. It's okay. Postpartum is real. Um, it can go on for years and you can, and the best thing to do is get help if you need it. Um, and everything will, everything gets better in time. So, and it's okay to not be okay. All right. This is the Lesson Made podcast. I'm your host, Les. Again, I have this fellow featured guest and maybe she'd be a co-host, but, uh, Gypsy is back with us again, and we're going to talk about mental health. So, Ooh, serious topic. Yeah, serious, serious topic. topic. Woo! I-, I wanted to title this way, Mental Health, It's Okay to Say I'm Not Okay. Because a lot of times, we always want to hide with a smiling face. We always want to sit there and put on a perfect face on social media because... It feels like we either have to be perfect or if we're not perfect, we're drama. We're nothing but drama all the time. And I feel like life is not this black or white. There are many, many, many of us that go through battles in our heads daily. Um, Leslie brought up a good, a good topic about him wanting to know about mental health of women, which I find that very open-minded of him that he he as a man can say hey i don't know everything i don't know how women feel i don't know how they feel but but i'm willing to listen just as i as a woman am willing to listen to what he feels about mental health yeah because yeah i'm gonna say oh just i'm not like a big fan of going to a therapist and spending money on them trying to tell me can i always feel like therapists for the most part want to tell me what I want to hear or whatever, you know, you know, so to speak, or just try to analyze everything I say. And I agree with you. I have been to a therapist myself and for the long, when I was in my early twenties, their, their simple, their simple solution was putting me on a bunch of medication Really down the road. Yeah. They would, they would, they would, they would, uh, um, write me a prescription and say, here, go, basically, I call it the happy pill, where you're like a zombie of your former self, like, like, I don't want to be on pills, so, no, no, so for I, the longest time, I actually walked away from being, walked away from therapy, because, they, because being on a bunch of pills was not fixing the problem, it was masking it with a band-aid. Yeah, I mean, with me, I I would love to try to talk to someone. I I have been looking just because I'm not saying like I'm have anything bad going on in my life or whatever. But as I've gotten older, I want to you know try to realize why there's there's a few situations I always kind of act kind of a little bit more. I I wouldn't say uh like. Aggressive, like aggressive, probably be to say, but I'm not like hurting anyone, not attacking. Just why do I always, you know, 
have my, uh, I feel like my temper, uh, my temperament is rising because of these things, and it's only on me, and my thing is, therapy is, even to talk to a therapist, I've seen, it's like $100, $150, even $200 a week, like, I don't have that kind of money, so well, how do you... I love that you brought that up, because I have, because I've, like, and, and no problem is too small, by the way. Like, one thing that's hard that I've learned about people is they can't stop thinking about, sometimes they can't, they're so wrapped into their own problem that they can't think that somebody else might be affected by the problem. So no problem is too small, and everybody's, every problem that we go through is valid. Like, it could just be midlife crisis. Like, if you, like, let's say you're a college student, and for instance, and you're coming out of college, and you thought you were going to make a lot of money, and you're not finding these jobs you want to find, and you and you find that you're going into a rut because you're middle aged, maybe your friends are making more money than you are, and and that might not even it may not even seem like it's a big deal, but for you it's affecting how you feel, it's affecting your self esteem, and even something as small as that, or being or not having children, or you know not having children at the right time, or think or never getting married or not being in a relationship you, we, we we define ourselves by this because society thinks that we should be like in this perfect box that we can't always fulfill yeah so any 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 problem too small yeah I get, I, I, I'm gonna say yeah. I get what you're saying is you know I didn't get married until I was in my 30s and I know most people either had their first marriage when they were really young or whatever but yeah I got married in my 30s because I was not gonna settle on just anyone you know I was on a journey I was living my life I wanted to find the best person that was going to you know vibe with me or mesh mm -hmm. with me. Bring out the best of me while also not trying to change me, you know? Right. I, I was, I, in my in my early 20s, I was engaged. I was engaged for two years, and I was supposed to get married, get a house, and I was with somebody for eight years. And I thought they, I thought that was it for me. I thought I was going to settle down. I was on the verge of having a house, um, being in love, going to school. Um, like, I thought I was living the dream. And within five minutes of life, that dream changed. Somebody else ended up taking my wife, and they've been married three, four years now. And my life, as far as my feelings of relationships, haven't changed. Like, I have a really weird feeling of relationships. It's funny where experience in life takes you. It can change. Experience can change your whole life. It can change how you feel about a certain situation. Some no. people... Maybe, maybe I'll circle back around and maybe somebody will make an honest woman out of me one day. Yeah, and <laughs> get what you're saying about coming out of college. When I went to college and I went to school mm -hmm. for doing, like, radio and audio work, I was more into the film because right. I, I've been wanting to make movies and do films, like, my whole life. And I went right. to school for it. I learned it. I learned a lot. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say the program failed me or whatever. They did, they even tried to offer me, you know, do internships, but at the time, this, in my, my way of thinking of how I wanted to go about my life, I wasn't looking for any kind of, you know, going to work for free for a couple hours, do a full-time job. Internship. 
And then, you know, have a relationship as well. I also wanted to go out and party, so to speak. Go out and have fun. You know, my priorities weren't on getting a job and trying to hone my craft. My priorities were socially. I wanted to hang out with friends. I wanted to go out on adventures and do stuff. Right, which is, which is, which is what all young people want to do. When you're in your 20s, that's your time to experiment and adventure. Oh, it wasn't Um, even my, my early 20s. I was like 19, 20 years old. I was running around. I, and I look back at it and this was during the time of like the rise of YouTube. I could have been on the early YouTube and, and now it could be just sitting around vlogging all day, making in a couple thousand dollars a week or a month or whatever. But we all didn't know that the YouTube era was going to take off. I mean, now look at me, I'm taking a class on education technology and I'm realizing how much technology keeps taking over the world um, and changing so much that I, that my old self is having a hard time keeping up sometimes. Um, and, I, and, and I'm trying to, I'm very much trying to uh, keep up, but I had a hard time putting a project together recently about this, like a little website that I'm still learning because I'm not, I was working in a private school that was like made, that was stuck in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. So That's sitting funny. here looking at all this technology that they're talking about in school systems and and trying to work at a doctorate's degree is is challenging. It's it's a new era of challenge for me right now yeah. that I'm trying so to take we'll on, bring, trying it, back, to take, bring yeah. it back around. Mm-hmm. So so when I see people that I graduated with or people my age that I know it kind of in my circle of friends or on the outskirts, and high, they're off, you know, making money or mm-hmm. you know they're moving around the country, going on trips. Sometimes right. I'm starting to get married, and then, you know, as I start getting into my mid twenties, I started working in uh, in the nightclub industry. And instead of being a videographer, I was just doing photography. I picked that up because I'm really yeah. good at like visual. I guess the visual aspect of you know film, you know audio. Yeah. I'm okay at I, I can get better at it I've actually had to I keep training but to me visuals when it comes to photography it picked up for me no problem it's more natural for me it, um, visual is always oh, seems a little bit more less complicated than um audio is yes um, I've dib- yes. dabbled in a lot of stuff myself yeah and it's funny that you bring up old like friends from high school and and since we're talking a little bit about our memories about mental health, where we are, where we want to be, like what we got going on in our heads. Um, I'm going to bring up, I had an old high school friend and um, I dated her brother for a while, very recently. And for five years, I tried to like, remember we had a lot of good times as a friend, but I sat here and beat myself up in my head about the fact that she didn't let something go for 20 years. Wow. But she has not to this day. Um, it has become a complication in a certain relationship I had for five years. Yeah, but that and, became, and that speaks on your mental health. You're, sorry, I'm over talking you. I apologize. Okay. You're but you're, she's holding something in her head for 20 years and then mm-hmm. not letting go. Right. Yeah. Forgiveness. 
And I mean, that's her battle. That's something that she has to deal with with her battle. She actually, actually saw that she re- she wrote one time that she was only my friend because she was desperate for friends and that she really believes that she's better than me in life. That, wow. she, that I'm nothing in life to her. Wow. And I mean, that's okay. I mean, if that's yeah, how yeah. she feels, that's how she feels. But, but I, I won't let that devalue me as a human being. But at the same time, it has affected me and my mental health for many years. Yeah. It's, it. I, and it's something that I tried to hide. It's something that I tried to let go. But, you know, I have a, I have a son. I have a son that she's, that she would be an aunt to that she, that I'm surprised she can't let go. So, and I, and I, I don't know how to like what I'm going to do with my son when he gets older on how, how I would explain to him these problems, you know, and, and, and I have had mental lash outs, but I have been looking into therapy and we can talk about this on a different date because I'm not really that private about my life. But I have been looking at, like, you were talking about therapy being too expensive, $200 a week. Yeah. I'm going to try, I'm going to try virtual therapy. I found a virtual therapist um, called betterhealth.com. And they, they do, like, I think if you qualify, it's like $40 a week. It's like $197 for, like, couple of sessions for like five or like four weeks or a little bit more than four weeks. I don't know yet. And, and Cause it said, it said, it said for $197, I could do a sessions until August 19th. And maybe a short session would be what I need. Yeah. And I could do a virtual therapist. I can do a text message therapist. I can do a phone therapist. And, and now um, you're bringing up better health. I have looked into them and mm-hmm. just uh, thinking about it, but, I don't think I would ever qualify for any kind of financial. I don't really qualify for it, but it was sixty five dollars a week prior, and it was like two hundred dollars for like a, like two months. It was like it was like cheaper than it would have been for like a physical therapist and person. And, and I'm not saying maybe somebody needs to physically go out there and talk to somebody. Yeah, me, I'm more private. I would rather do it in my house. I'm too embarrassed to go to physically go somewhere i have a kid sometimes i can't leave the house with my kid especially right now Um, yeah situation but you should never be embarrassed about you wanting to get yourself better because i i know that's why i was gonna talk about like the health or the history of mental health because of things back in the day but i do know better health help i've heard good things about them not a lot of bad things So right. I I do believe that's a good company and what they're doing is pretty good. So like I said, yeah. I haven't really heard much bad things, if anything, about them. So that's a right. good company. They don't sponsor right. me or anything. I'm just saying that I, er, anything I've looked at or whatever, they're doing good. So yeah, I would so, I would suggest so, you continue with them, trying to work with them. They're, I hear they're good. Yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. Sometimes you just need something temporary. Some yeah. people just need something temporary. If you're going through a midlife crisis, or you're going through um, a job change, or, or a career change, or just even a change where you're becoming a single parent, or just any kind of change that can, or even the death of a loved one. You know, I'm dealing with friends who have deaths of loved ones right now. Yeah. And me personally, I don't know how to help that person. I didn't do good when I lost somebody to cancer. So I don't know how to help somebody who is who lost somebody to cancer. Yeah, I don't know how to be this strong person. 
Sometimes when it comes to that, someone loses. Sometimes you can't help them other than just being there yeah. for them. You know, that's that's a thing. It's like you don't. But know. what if they lash out? What if they lash out on you so bad that you can't handle it? Well, then you know, you, know, you, you also gotta. Then you have to be selfish. You know, what's going on in this world is people. You, you can only do so much if you're there for a person, and you know. Right. What you, you say they latch out? It's okay to walk away. You know you can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you can yeah. only do so much to where it becomes really bad. Right. And it you, you know, I, not to get too yeah. personal, but it took me a long time to realize that in a marriage, it's not me. It's a partnership, and I have to right. realize that. Is I don't know if it's just me always having to be the strong one or being a male or whatever. But over the past couple of years, I've just been realizing, like, I don't have to take all this stuff that I feel like only I have to do. I have a, I have yeah. someone that's there to help me do it. We're a partner. I can alleviate some of that stuff. And it just takes me a while to this either realize that or whatever. And I'll tell you what, I've been... It, it's been making life better and better realizing that sometimes, you know? So, I mean... Yeah. Well, when you're alone, when you're alone, you're doing it by yourself. You yeah, it's yeah. Get, it's and, hard and, to get and out I, of that. And I, think that and I have to take responsibility for that because I've, I've tried to, like, begin my life with somebody anew after, after years of being a single mom and going out there and dating in my 30s. Um... I've had to, I've had to, like, I've noticed that about myself, like, like where you're saying that you're so used to, like, taking on all the weight, you know, yourself. I know that I'm so used to doing everything that letting anything go is hard these days. It's hard to, like, sit there and say, okay, I'm going to give you some of the reins. And I'm, because it's like that, tr you and your wife have built this trust. Yeah. Oh. Whereas of that, that trust is so scary to give somebody after after, you know, years and years of being portrayed or years of years of people changing their minds or, or yeah. just you being more of an observer yeah, and, that you and, get scared. You know, like it's hard to like give somebody that. And when you're so independent, you're so, so independent. Like I'm an independent woman. Yeah. I'm beyond <laughs> an independent woman. So <laughs> yeah, trying to like break that, like, Hey, yeah, baby, I got it. Like if you're going to buy me dinner, great. Buy me some dinner, buy me some drinks. I'm not like going to stop you. Like, <laughs> But like, if you're if you're trying to like aggressively move in, or you're like, let's get a place together, and I know I couldn't afford it by myself, if you leave me, it gives me anxiety. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous to move out of my independence, out of the shell of my independence, being that I've done that so many times, and I end up having to like go to the bottom and work my way up. And you just work so hard to build, and even if you don't have a lot, you just have a little. You worked hard for that little. Yeah, bit. yeah, definitely. You, you know. That's yeah. why I was going to say is, I know recently, uh, I feel like mental health has been brought to the forefront. It's been taken more serious, not just one of those right. hush-hush things you want to sweep under the rug. Right. But yeah, back they, in they, 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 they say, they said, when you're talking about the history of it, I remember a time when it was said that, you know, you just buck up. If you, you know, they're going to put you in a loony bin if you, if you show your emotions, so buck up you know, cry by yourself, do everything by yourself and go out there and just deal with life because you can't shut down. 
And some people, it's not that easy. It's no, not it's that not. Easy. And that's what I was going to say. Back in yeah. the 1800s or so, especially since you being a woman, it wasn't uh, un unheard of if, you know, a woman started speaking out and setting up for herself and do, uh, and whatever, you know, just mi trying to get equal rights or be taken serious that her husband or, like, brother or dad just be like, oh, she uh, has hysteria, so they just put you in the loony bin and lock the door, and you're, you know, not seen or heard from for you know, a lot, uh, for years, sometimes the rest of your life. And back then they would, they would do cruel punishment. When they yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying is like, as a asylums is what they called them. Yeah. As, as a asylums. woman, you know, I, I feel that I, it's, it's better now is we're all e equality and everything is per uh, not, it's I wouldn't still, say perfect, it's, but it's still there. But you know, back then, how would you things. feel? How would you yeah. feel as a woman? that just happened to you, like, if, well, how you're able to live your life now, and then all of a sudden, uh, your dad, or your brother, be like, yo, uh, you know, uh, Gypsy, that, uh, is being all weird, she wants to talk about having rights or whatever, oh, she's crazy, put her in a loony bin, you know, how would you feel if that was happening? I don't know, people, people, come. Um, people think, it, and some, uh, while we're having an honest discussion, people still think, Things that I'm loony, loony tunes. Like <laughs> I've had people, I've had men. Like if I explain what I'm going through, if I if I say I've had hormones or I'm like going through something emotional, and sometimes people forget women are very emotional creatures. Being that I've dated women a lot, I have more understanding of women than men. And then versus dating men, it's like it's harder to deal with those their their emotions because I don't understand their emotions and the whole man code and all that. I don't understand that. But I understand what it feels like to be a woman and talk, trying to talk to a man about my feelings or if I'm going through something emotionally traumatizing, you know, um, they they don't look at it like, oh, it's no big deal. Like it could be as simple as taking birth control and the hormones that birth control cause you and, and how unhealthy birth control really is. Because when you're on birth control, it can it can destroy it can destroy your cervix. It can. Uh, my mom's cervix got destroyed after 20 years of birth control. Ah. So, like, so, for instance, a man will be like, well, just go on birth control for sex, and we don't have to use a condom, and everything will be okay. Well, one, birth control isn't 100% effective, and two, it really fucks with your hormones and makes you crazy. And I've put, I've put myself in those situations more in my 30s than my 20s, and and I've been told I'm crazy. I'm, I've been told that I'm crazy because going on them, coming off of them, it's like a really weird high. It's like yeah, a really I, weird balance of hormones. And some men might understand it. Some men don't. They're well, like, they don't, they think it's just a pill that you take. Yeah, and it's I, not just a pill. It's like, it's just like, it's just like with going back to having a therapist, they're give you what they call their happy pill or whatever they give you like Xanax or or Zoloft or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it has these deep side effects that fuck that, that that really take away the essence of yourself. So me, I have been off of off of pills for years and I still feel the mental effects Jeez. of what it was like to be on a pill like a Zoloft or a Xanax or whatever else they put me on. They put and, me on a and, bunch of things. And I guess that the thing is is that men and women are different when it comes to the way they they process their emotions or or whatever, like, women, 
I'm, I'm generalizing here. I'm not saying all women do this, do that. No. Very generalizing. Okay. Women like to talk and, you know, about their feelings and be all in their emotions. Men, you know, especially me, like, if I get frustrated or, you know, if we have, if I have, like, a, a disagreement with another man or whatever, usually, like, mo most of the time men can go out there and, you know, beat each other up, get out their aggression, their frustration. They feel like they, you know, they got their man card or their alphaness or, you know, their male ego is good. And then we move on. Women, And that's the thing. That's the thing I don't understand is the, uh, the ego, the, the alpha male, the this, the that, the, the leader of the pack, the followers. I don't understand all that. I had a man tell me he was the alpha male. I don't understand what the fuck that means. I don't understand what that means. I'm sorry. But well, it's, it, it can mean a lot of things. Like with me, I just know that I, I, I feel as, as history has, I just want to provide for my family Mm -hmm. And make sure that we're protected. That's all I, that, that's all it really is, you know, but learning, like you're talking about, uh, you know, birth control and hormone. I, I don't understand any of that, but I'm learning about it. And this broadening my understanding, the same as I'm pretty simple. I just like to, I, I, I like people. I like to go out and socialize and, I don't mind doing mundane things. I don't need to go out and do craziness or whatever. I've done all that and it's out of my system now. I just play video games, go on little, you know, weekend trips with the with the wife, sometimes to bring the dog. And, you know, I, every now and then I past couple of years like if I can get a photo shoot, I go on a little photo shoot adventure for an afternoon, you know? <laughs> like I don't right, really do right. anything crazy and I, and I like the simplicity of that simplicity in your 30s definitely is something that we acquire like I acquire my silence sometimes I acquire once I get back to where like I need to be at mentally because right now I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I am not okay right now but it doesn't but me admitting that I'm okay doesn't mean I want to hurt myself or do any of that but it doesn't mean that I'm happy it doesn't mean that I'm I just have a lot going on that, that, that happens at one time and it crushes and it crushes. And if I have a lot going on at one time, I do feel crushed and I do, I do tend to step away from social media or step away from talking, or I might even write something on social media and then delete it later because, <laughs> because, because you have to have this illusion that you're happy all the time no, and you're this and you're that. No. And one thing I'm not is I make mistakes. I get aggressive. I get upset and I, and I react in the moment. And those are definitely personality traits I have. And yeah. maybe, maybe talking to somebody will help, you know? Yeah. And, and it will help. And it will, I don't, um, you know, let's, let's say like you have like a mental outburst of anger or whatever, but it's not violent. It's not physical. It's just, never. You're, you're yelling. Just, and, and sometimes that's all you need to do just to get it out and get past the moment. Well, and then it's always, I, it's always easier to apologize, you know, because I, I do that from time to time. And I'll be like, hey, you know yeah. what? That was on me, and I'm sorry. You know? It, yeah. And if, uh, but I, I feel that there are. So that conversation was a little deep. Crystal Gypsy really 
is just venting and talking about how she is not doing good, but it's not a bad thing. I know in in the past, dealing with mental health and bringing it up was always a taboo subject. And it's recently, it's something we need to address. And I feel like as a society, we're getting there. And it's something hard to talk about even now. And I am glad that there is more resources and it's just more commonplace to talk about that. So, don't want to make light of a good subject. It's just always good to talk about it, have a little fun with it. But, for real, there is always the emergency crisis hotline and better help is also a very good thing to look into if you're looking to get any kind of counseling. I have heard nothing but great things about that company. So, if you do need help and you're listening to this, Please, just go and reach out, and if you need help, get get what you need. Alright, there's nothing wrong with that, and I hope that if this helps anyone out and makes anyone's life different, listening to the conversation, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm.